Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. And it's time to get engaged, your neighbors, your neighborhood. And and I'm I'm telling you that we're going to win people to Christ by becoming engaged. How many were here last week and heard my sermon? How many heard me publicly repent that you can't pray for someone you hate? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that that the bottom line is in my personal walk with the Lord, there were many years the Lord had to shut my mouth because my mouth got me in trouble. Anybody been there? Some of you need that lesson. But the bottom line is that we are designed to speak life. We are designed to speak the word of the Lord. We are designed to create our worlds by our own words. But until there's a healing in the woundedness, until there's a healing in the concept of who we are in Christ, sometimes you have to go through a season where he shuts your mouth. That's where I was at. But I passed the test and God was bumping me to speak blessing over someone I was upset with and he said to me you've entered into a great sin because you have been silent now would you possess the ability to bless and the blessing of a god will 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 cancel any curse on inner life if you're unwilling to speak it you're in sin and that's what i had entered to into see i thought i'd done good because i didn't say anything but when you know to do good and you don't do it, it is a sin in God's eyes. Would you possess the ability to speak to someone in an area of death that's in their life and you have life in your words, then it's a sin if you don't speak it. And so there's this, this thing that's happened to me this week is that early on in my ministry, I used to travel as just an on-fire prophet and I would prophesy at the, at the drop of a hat just because I had the gift and I could see, and I thought everything was supposed to be said. And I got in trouble. But let me tell you, there was an aggressiveness that made things happen. And I've lost that over the years because now I'm politically correct, and some of you want me to be so pastoral and overlook your sin. Not anymore. No, because your sin's killing you. Being lethargic is killing you. Being silent when you're not supposed to is killing you spiritually. And we wonder why our nation is in the turmoil it's in. And, and I have felt pressure today. I've felt pressure the last, well, I've actually, I've felt it, didn't know what to do with it. And so I, I went to the book of uh, uh, 2 Timothy, but I, but I realized in the, in, in the book of uh, 2 Timothy, and I felt like this week alone, I spent some time with Papa Jack. I spent a whole day with him with another brother. And Jack's getting old. I don't know if you know, Jack's old. Jack may not be around for a long, long time, or or he's going to be the ancient of days. But I felt like I was talking to an old father, and he was prodding me to re-engage. And I felt like Timothy, when he got that letter from the Apostle Paul, this week, Papa Jack's like, listen, it's time for you to do this, and you time for you to do that, and it's time for you to make the stand. I know you got it in you, but you just haven't wanted to engage. I'm like, oh, my gosh, why did I come here? Anybody been there? How many have, been in, how many have felt pressure? 
demonic pressure in our society right now. I'm telling you, if, if, if you don't, you're, you're dead. You're emotionally dead, but it's there. And so, what's wrong with this thing? Well, let's use this. There we go. <clears throat> I've preached this message before. I preached it seven, eight years ago. I needed it then, and I need it now. It's time to fight like a soldier. When you look at 2 Timothy, um, there's a picture of my youngest son when, his, when he was in Iraq. He's in a situation right now where he said he's getting paid, he's a soldier, but he's in a pressure cooker of a situation. He said he would rather be in Iraq than he is right now. Because when he was in Iraq, he knew who the enemy was, and then he could shoot back. And, and that statement has messed with me all week. Because you know what? We're Christians. You know what? We've gotten so stinking politically correct, we won't shoot back. The devil is real, and he wants to kill you, destroy you, and, and take, out, take your, your purpose of life out. But you know what? We've gotten so politically correct, we won't shoot back. And we tolerate things that we should not be tolerating. But I'm going to tell you something. You see that? He wasn't alone. He was in an army. I'm going to tell you, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you're not alone. You're in an army. The problem is that he's commander chief. He's general. He calls the shots. And most of us don't want to be a good soldier. <clears throat> Second Timothy chapter 2, 1 through 13. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul is writing the letter to his son, his beloved, actually when the Greek word says his beloved child. <clears throat> and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Apostle Paul is saying, hey, what I've given you, give to others. What I've done, what I've given you, what I've taught you, how I've taught you how to function, how to go to war, how to be successful, teach some faithful men. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier. Listen, this coronavirus has kind of taken the church out of its element, and we don't know who's, who's with us and who's against us. Why? Because hardship exposes your commitment. I've been married 40 years. Hardship will expose your commitment. That was good. No one engages in warfare entangling himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlists him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. We want participation trophies. We've gotten so soft. We, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be real blunt. I love the grace message. I believe in the grace message. I wrote a book that's even more out there than the grace message on innocence. It's being added in a chapter in, in, in a book about grace. They're adding a whole chapter about innocence. That's great. But that's, that's part of the process of knowing who Christ is in you. But I'm going to tell you what, if you're using your grace message to not engage in warfare, you're using it wrong. 
Get involved with what Karen said and pray at a national level. Get involved with what Diana said and go win your neighbor. Don't go win him to come to church. Win him to love you and Christ. May you never mention the word Christ, but let them know that they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's evangelism. I don't have any friends because you're not friendly. The hardworking farmer must first <clears throat> must be first to partake of the crops. You know what? Some of you don't like your own cooking. Some of you, if you're eating the words out of your own mouth and you wonder why it, it's bitter. You know why cannibals don't eat divorced people? They're bitter. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Verse 8, remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Who's saying this? Paul, my gospel. Let me ask you a question. What is your gospel? Do you have your gospel, or are you living on somebody else's experience? Somebody else's grace? Somebody else's revelation of his love? What is your gospel? That might be why you're bitter. Because you're living on another person's gospel and you haven't experienced the good news of Jesus Christ. For which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. Do you realize that there's a devil out there that uses people to destroy the things of God? And if you're not being persecuted for your faith, you're probably not living it. Consider what I say. And may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Verse 8, remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer. If I'm living my gospel, not everybody's going to like me. I'm living proof. I'm living my gospel. Not everybody likes me. There's times my wife doesn't even like me. But she's going to get saved one day. What am I saying? If everybody, listen, if everybody likes you, you're probably not doing your job. But I'm going to tell you something. If nobody likes you, you're probably not doing your job. So, let, you know, there's two sides to this fence. And if you're going to be a soldier, you got to realize what your enemy is. It's not people. It's the demonic influences over the people. I'm going to get political here in a minute. Even the point of change, but the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect. Would that word elect, the chosen. Are you, have you been chosen or have you just, just got saved? Listen, I was chosen. There was something that God chose me before I chose him. And then I recognized he chose me. And then when he chose me, then I chose him. And then I became the chosen, not the frozen, the chosen. And, and I realized I was created. I was born for this time. I was created and born for this stuff that's going on in this nation. And I want to shrink back, but there's something about a chosenness that God, the creator, speaks to things and things happen, puts on the inside of you. He goes, why are you backing away from a crisis? Why are you backing away from a political spirit that's trying to destroy a nation? Why are you backing away from all this stuff? When you're chosen, I got a question. Are you chosen? 
If you don't know you're chosen, then you haven't spent enough time with God to figure out that he chose you before you chose him. He just revealed it so you could go, oh, I finally made a choice. Why? Because he won't violate your will. But once that chosenness, that God loved you so much, he sent Jesus to pay the debt so he could have relationship with you. He wants to bring you to maturity that you're willing to die for someone else. Oh, I love, I want to be like Jesus, but I don't want no one to kill me. He hung on the cross. I don't want to hang on the cross. I don't want to die for nobody. Oh, I love God. Dear God, use me. Okay, I'm going to do the same thing to you that I did to Jesus. I'm going to let you suffer persecution, attack, and you're going to still show love. Hmm? I thought I gave my life to Jesus and everything was going to be okay. No, that's kind of like marriage. I'm going to get married. Everything's okay. Really? (laughs) You even laughed. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. Why? Because it's relationship. It's life. There's pressure. There's a devil out there. that they may obtain the salvation, which is Jesus Christ with eternal glory. Verse 11, this is a faithful saying. For if we die with him, we shall also live with him. See, everybody wants to live with the power of God, but they don't want to die to the things of God. If we endure, we shall, if we endure, if, if, some of you have never endured. There's certain areas in my life I don't endure. I haven't endured. I've been called to endure, but I didn't want to. It's kind of like my wife's honeydew list. Eh, maybe. I might do that. If she finds the refrigerator open one more time because the door latch doesn't work, that's going to come to the top of the honeydew list. Or I'm going to endure some suffering. See, we, we, think, we, we think we don't do the same thing to God. We do. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. Reign with him. Why? Because the, the mentality is Jesus Christ says, I'm king of kings and lord of lords. Isn't that his name? He's king of kings and lord of lords. So he's the king of kings. Why? He's trying to make us kings. He's trying to make us lords with him, not outside of him, but with him. Why? So we can rule. Do you think the kingdom of God is ruling right now in this nation and all the chaos you see? No, it's another kingdom and it's not God's. Well, who's going to step up, stand up and deal with the lawlessness? Another king under the kingship of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. There's some broken, broken, broken marriages that he's not king in. And somewhere, another lower king has got to dethrone the other king. I'm not going to go there. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithful, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. What he's saying there is if I am faithful, faithfulness will visit me. And he won't deny me. He won't deny himself if I'm faithful. Therefore, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In 2 Timothy, 
chapter 2, verse 3, Timothy was facing a horrible predicament. Thousands of his brothers and sisters in the Lord are being slain by a man in the Roman throne by the name of Nero. Satan was behind this vicious persecution of believers, infiltrated, infuriated that Jesus had been raised from the dead. The devil was releasing all the power and all the fury of hell in his fury, furious efforts to destroy the church. I was told a story by Karen Simmons this week that a preacher who is well-known had church last week in California Police came in and says, if you come here next Sunday, you're going to jail. And he said, I'm coming. I'm done. I'm making a stand and I'm done. And who's with me in the church? So I'm interested to see how church was today in California. Here's my problem. They're letting people out of prison because of Corona, because that's their excuse. And they're putting Christians in prison. If you think that this is not demonic, if you think that this is this is about COVID, you are ignorant. This is not this is not cool. And 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 it is just absolutely not even saying what's going on. But it's it's but if the Christians would stand up, we we don't have to tolerate this. This is about destroying your relationship with Jesus Christ. This is about taking Christians out of the their places of authority. This is race baiting. Everything's about a race. Let me tell you something. I'm about to get real bold with racism. I was racist. Jesus healed me of my racist. But now if I can, can, can confront your character and you're of a different color, you call me racist, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Because I've dealt with my heart issues. I'm done with some of this. I'm done with you trying to back me up because I'm a white man. I've repented for my racism. Let's dig into your life. You want to hold your Bible up and talk with me? Let's go, big boy. It's ridiculous. Why? It's time to fight. It's time to be a soldier. I'm not putting up with it. I'm not putting up with it anymore. That's their defense mechanism. Listen. Every good divorce, every good divorce is the same thing. Every time a husband and wife get in a fight and someone quarters the other one, they know what button to push. We, we, we just went through a family divorce. It, I, I had to testify to the judge. Listen, this marriage was over years ago. I told him to get divorced. And both of them are crazy. They're toxic and they're crazy. They know exactly what button to push. They know exactly how to destroy the other one just to win an argument instead of actually coming to the table of agreement because there is enough agreement if you want to agree. But if you'd rather fight and, and, and let, let the enemy bring strife and destruction to every relationship you got, then you're going to have to go find some toxic people to live with. It is difficult for us to imagine the persecution and martyrdom that every early believer experienced during this time in this period. However, an even greater crisis that Timothy faced was the mass deflection that was taking place. He was losing his church because of persecution. Pansy 
Church of America. We've lost our church because we're afraid of a virus. Or we're afraid. We're afraid. Listen, I, I know it's a virus. John the Baptist hit the scenes. He was eating locusts, dressed in a funny outfit. Do you understand locusts with a symbolic plague? Locusts destroyed their crops. Locusts destroyed their futures. Locusts was sent from the pit of hell to destroy the children of Israel. What's he popping in for breakfast? Like Cheerios. I'm going to add a little honey to that. If we are strong in Christ, we eat what everybody else is afraid of. It is time to become that kind of soldier. What does honey represent in Scripture? Revelation. You've got to find out why is everybody afraid of something. Get along with God. Add some honey to it and eat it. See, Mark chapter 16 talks about if a venomous snake bites me, it's not going to, I'm going to shake it off. That's a great scripture. We can't get past Corona. Rattlesnakes are probably going to kill you. But we'll quote scriptures like we are all that in a bag of chips. Many people are fleeing the church and returning to the pagan temples in, in order to save their lives. This is what was going on in Timothy's church. The fact is, crisis only served to reveal the genuineness of people's faith. The fire of persecution revealed that many in the early church were not as committed as they had pretended to be. Many forsook the Lord, deserted the faith, and went back to their old ways. Timothy was seeing this take place among the members of his congregation and even among the many of his leaders. Many of the men and women who he thought he could depend on had left. They didn't want to be associated with Timothy in the church any longer. Hence, this was a very, very tough time for this Ephesians believer and their pastor. Listen, you, you know, when, 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 when my son Jason, one of his favorite quotes, and he's quoted it when we were in business together. Do you know how God finds a leader? He waits until there's a huge crisis. He throws you in way over your head, and the leader within you will emerge. Why? Because it's the Christ in you that will make leadership come to the bow. It, all of a sudden, you're going to have an opinion that says, I don't care. That's wrong. This is, this is the way we're going. Years ago, when I was coming out of, out of a, a bankruptcy, my wife said to me, okay, you're done pouting. You're done crying. She's, she's very consoling. And she took my hand and she basically said, so listen, I, I know you're hurting. I know you feel like you've had failure. Bankruptcy was tough for me because I had my identity wrapped in something besides God. But here's what she said. She goes, I don't know if you know it or not. I wasn't born to be poor. So you better fix this crap quickly. <laughs> Small encouragement. Here, but here's what she said. If we live under a bridge in the process, I'll be there. But get started. Do something. She says, I know you know how to make money. I know you know how to do this. But sitting down and doing nothing is no longer acceptable. She gave me three weeks. Some of you have been living it for three years. Your whole life. Do something. 
So I didn't like her and what she said, so I went for a ride with Jesus. You ever gone to a ride with Jesus so he could tell you how bad your wife is? It never works. But I attempted. At that time, I drove a, a, a green blazer, and I, was, I went out west. I was in this dirt road, and I heard the Lord say, stop. I jammed on the brakes. It was a dirt road, and big plow in front of the, the wheels. And I heard the Lord say, turn the wheel all the way to the left. And I turned it all the way to the left. Turn all the way to the right. Turn all the way to the right. Meanwhile, it's digging a hole. Turn all the way to the left. Turn all the way to the left. He goes, how come the car didn't change direction? I said, why wasn't moving forward? He says, that's her point. I can't change your direction till you make a decision to go forward. But when you're going forward, then I can guide you. Then I can lead you. So get off your derriere. Get out of the hole, the rut that you've dug, trying to go, where do I, am I, am I, am I left-leaning? Am I right-leaning? Am I Republican? Am I Democrat? No, I don't care about none of them because they're all crazy. You know, I'm going to hear God and do the best I can, but let me tell you something. Some of the stuff that's going on is so ungodly, and I'm sitting there quiet going, I don't want to offend my friend. No, that's crap. That's wrong. I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. That's wrong. Doesn't line up with Bible. And some of the stuff that we're, we're aligning ourselves with is just demonic. And it's on all sides. It's on all sides. And it's got to stop. If the church would stand up, we would have a party called Jesus. I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I like Jesus. And you know what? He's pretty compassionate where some of us aren't. But I'll tell you what, he's pretty, he's pretty stern with some things that we aren't too. You know, he, he may actually, actually have you get up and say something that will offend everybody in the room. He did it. He did it. But we're afraid to. No, I went and got political. It was the most <laughs> enduring hardness. It was the most of these catastrophic challenges that Paul wrote about. You know what? I'm done with this. Listen, I can get to the Greek and the Hebrew and tell you why you're under pressure. It's a, it's a three compound Greek word. And, and basically is be committed. Know you're not alone. Be willing to die. Basically, it's, it's a Greek. It's three Greek compound words. Everybody wants to see the glory of God, but nobody wants to suffer anything. Everybody wants to see the glory, but nobody wants to suffer. But if you go, go do a Bible search and look for the word glory, the weight, the, the manifestation, the presence of God. Has, have you ever been in the presence of God where you can't, you're, with your breathing liquid love? That's glory. I don't know if you have. I have. You think God's holiness is killing you, and he's actually trying to make a place for you. So when we want to see the kind of manifestation of his glory, you might want to suffer some things. We know what you're going to suffer is your opinion. You may have to suffer when you get your opinion ripped out of your head, and he gives you a new heart. It's time for the church to become a soldier again in an army with leaders 
like Karen said, I'm going to jail. I'm going to jail. I understand there's some open beds there now. It's time. Some of us have purchased weapons to conceal. Some of us have purchased nice weapons that could reach out and touch you. But then we have this defensiveness. They better not bring it to my neighborhood. Yeah, well, what if God's telling you to go to somebody else's neighborhood with the gospel, not your AR? We, we have a solemn assembly prayer that is put on by some national leaders for our nation, and we've asked to come and pray tonight. What time? Seven. Seven. We, we won't suffer an hour to pray for our nation, but you think you're a good soldier. I don't know if you've been around people that have been in, 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 in the military. Don't show up and see what they do. When the whole platoon has to go on, uh, you know, do exercises because you were late, they will kill you, the whole platoon. They will make sure that you're not an individual because your behavior messes with our behavior. We're going to have a blanket party. We're going to throw a blanket over you and beat the living daylights out of you. And you're going to wind up being a good soldier. Try that in church. Don't, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Who do you think you are challenging me? Don't you know the grace of God covers that? Really? Then why is your marriage all messed up? Why is your life messed up? Why you why you have addictions? Why do you have why? Because you've misappropriated and you're unwilling to judge yourself. Therefore, you won't let anybody else judge you. We in leadership of this church are in a decision making season right now. Are we going to become the militia? Wasn't that the word, Karen? The militia that God called us to be? Or are we going to sit back and be the Salvation Army and ring a bell and ask for money? That was good, wasn't it? That was terrible. <laughs> that had to be God because I ain't that. Huh? It does cut. What am I saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that, 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 that I happen to like one particular political party in our choices. I'm driving by and there's these people who are waving signs. I'm like, oh, yeah. Doo -doo. Doo -doo. Doo -doo. I heard the Lord say, you're really not that committed because you won't even go stand there and flag a you know what he said? He says, it's no different in church. You don't fly a flag there either. I'm like, you know, you, this was not a good conversation to get into right now, God. How committed are you? Do you really believe that's the best choice? You put your money there? Put your time there? You ain't even put a sign in your yard because you don't want to offend some people down the road. 
True. How many have heard about a, a, a great awakening coming? Let me tell you, if you study history, history will give you a lot of pinpoints. The first great awakening that was a spiritual awakening in this nation was in the midst of the Revolutionary War. Chaos. Crisis. The second was in the middle of the Civil War over slavery. You understand slavery was in both wars. They were topics. But let me tell you something. What's going on now is not historical when it comes to slavery. These are people who want to be a victim of what was because they don't want to be what they're supposed to be now. It's, it's, it's time. The spirit of racism is racist. Let that sink in. It's, it'll jump on anybody because it's a demon. It's demonic. And the first time you throw the word racism up, it is a defense mechanism because you're hiding the real truth behind your heart. And I don't care what color you are. And it goes both ways. It goes both ways. My calling is to deal with racism. The few times I've, I've preached in, 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 in large African-American churches, oh my gosh. They don't want to see it on themselves because they'd rather be a victim of history instead of a change agent for the future. And it's time. This is coming to the forefront. And we, we, we talk about all this, but then you won't go across the street and love your neighbor. That's racist. Because you're too afraid to love somebody that is hurting in a different department than you are or, or, or in a different environment. We're supposed to be love agents. That's the greatest soldier there is to go love. Love is our standard. But let me tell you something. Getting run over by your standard is not my idea of success in the kingdom. It's time to, listen, here's, this is where this evangelism thing that we talked about and the prayer thing we talked, listen, do you understand you can't have one without the other? If we don't start praying and really getting, getting assignments from God, then what we doing is useless. We should be in our prayer closet and have the Lord say, this week you're going to run into this person, this person, and this person, or you're going to run into somebody, and when you hear that, you're going to go, this is the story they need. This is the parable they need. This is the love they need. And cast out a few devils and get some people healed. Get some diseases dropped out of them. Why? Because the, he came to heal. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And some people are dying of diseases that should not be dying. I heard the Lord say something to me this week. You may be shocked who I've held accountable that have died in your watch. He's talking to me, not you. You may be shocked who I'm holding you accountable who've died on your watch because you weren't bold enough to deal with the demonic influence of sickness and disease. I'm bold enough to make sure they went to heaven and they knew Jesus. Thank God. But where's this soldier bold thing that we're supposed to have 
to kill cancer, to kill addiction. It's because we don't want to be that kind of soldier. We're too worried about offending people. I believe God is about to offend our minds to expose our hearts. What kind of soldier are you? I'm working on a message about the remnant. Came from a situation where somebody was attached to a man of God that fell. And his family members said, I can't believe you go to his church. I can't believe you do this because this guy did that. And you got all your list of stuff. Came as a revelation. Do you understand it's the militia, it's the remnant of God that's going to change this nation? It's not, it's, it's not the national churches. It's not the guy with 50,000 members. It's the remnant. It's the people that are willing to die for a cause of Christ. Some of us have read that in the Bible, and we think we're the remnant because we say hallelujah once in a while. Thank you, Jesus. I may fast a meal that I didn't really want to eat anyway. Here's what he said. Many have disqualified themselves to be my remnant because they would never be a remnant of a man of God that fell. Do you understand in the hidden cave or somebody that was walking with God that had a failure of some type, they go into a cave. In that cave, they find a father that called them because they were chosen. They find other wounded, broken cave dwellers. You know why we're cave dwellers? Because we can't stand the brightness of your lights. And we feel disqualified. We feel like God can't use us anymore. But I'm telling you, the season of the, of the prophets that have been hidden in the cave has been done with. When Jezebel was controlling the government in the Old Testament and she was killing all the prophets, God hid them in caves. He hid the broken, the ones that, that, that didn't have the public exposure anymore. And he hid them in a cave. And what did he do in that cave? He told them who they were. He would say, oh, I'm, I'm unusable. I messed up. Can't use me anymore. Why? Because your, your imagination of what God wanted to do, you think he can't create, recreate what you think that it had to be his way. Well, I messed up. Great. Join the crowd. We all messed up. But in the cave, you know, prophets in Scripture are eagles. But in the cave, there's a season that God will turn you into an owl. Still a bird of prey. But an owl knows who's who in the dark. He knows who's who in the dark. And when all of a sudden you're in the cave with a bunch of owls who know that they're called to be eagles, 
somebody's going to hear the trumpet. Someone's going to hear the sound. Some's going to, somebody. Some of us are hearing the frequency of heaven going, shine up your stars. Shine up the five stars. Shine up your military uniform. Find your dog tags again. You might have quit, but I never released you. It's time to come out of the cave. It's time to find your rank and file in the army of God. It's time to pick up your voice again. It's time to go love the one that no one else loved. Pray the prayer of faith and let God do miracles. I've had God do some miracles in the last two weeks that have blown my mind. You know what the greatest miracle this whole has happened to me in the last two weeks? Is that I was impatient enough to wait 20 years for God to do what he promised. And when he did, it blew me away. I said, God, you're, you're saying that I was good? Are you saying that I was being patient? I thought I quit. accused me of quitting and you tell me I was patient he said son you're so intense you had to act like you were quitting what you think you were quitting he considers patience why because he's always working something right he's working the rest of the army he's working the rest of the the the, the host he's working the rest of the people that you're going to connect with in the next season you quit because you didn't know where you fit or if you fit. But in his eyes, it's patience. Because I don't want to I don't want to hook up to another losing army. I just don't need another Sunday school. Go get him in a bus and bring him to Sunday school anointing. I'm I'm kind of over the bus. Over the child evangelism. Now, is it wrong? No, it's not. It's just not my calling right now. At the same time, I need to hone my skill sets. I need to hear the encouragement to the waiter. I need to hear the encouragement. Pick up the phone. Like I've, I've been doing some picking up the phone, just taking a guess. Hey, I, I just had this thought. Just had this thought. Are, are you okay? Have you got a knife in your hand? How did you know? I didn't. Quit cutting yourself. You make phone calls like that, the right timing, you know what they tell you? I thought I was in this cave alone. No, you're not in this cave alone. God's, God's with us. God's for us. And yes, this pressure is moving some things out of us, but it's making some room for some things to come in us. And there's not a soldier out there that doesn't value 
those that he's with. There isn't a soldier that doesn't consider the platoon. His group of fighters he's trained with. And they never, they never abandon him. It's time for the soldier of God to quit abandoning the wounded. And going and finding them. Go back and get them if necessary. See, we want that kind of behavior because that's the way it should be. But when somebody has a blanket party because you're an idiot and the whole platoon is kicking the snot out of you because you won't get in alignment, we want to cut. Oh, don't do that to me. Well, that means you don't understand this, this, this camaraderie, this, this army, this brotherhood. We're either in it together. We'll, we'll win it together. And he's going to mold us into one. Some of the brothers' calls that Ron and I have been on in the last week, we see video with Black Lives Matter doing petitions and stuff and going after some police officers that were part of a Louisiana shooting. We see it on the news. What do you do when it's a video of one of their sons? When it's one of your brother's sons who's one of the cops? Can they protest? Yes. But we start death threatens. We start burning things down. How connected are we now? Does it change my prayer life? It better. Because now it's getting a little personal. Because I'd rather pray for him than have to put my own video up. But lawlessness, looting, all this stuff is demonically driven. And you will not win it by just talking to it on Facebook. You better get in your stinking prayer closet and pull down the demonic source behind it. We are headed for a collapse in this nation if we don't get a handle on this. And I don't, and I, with all sincerity, I've got prophetic insight that's 25 years old. I've seen this before. I saw it in vision form. I saw myself involved with it. I don't want to because I feel like I'm unprepared. I'm getting prepared. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to start being a voice. Somebody's got to tell the truth. But if we don't get into prayer, if we don't start pulling this stuff down at the highest levels, we will lose this. We will lose this. Since I went off my notes, I don't have a good closing statement. Other than are you in? What kind of soldier are you? We're going to have to put our time and our effort into prayer. We're going to have to put our time into effort with people that just want, we need, they need love. 
that's the greatest warfare. Just go love somebody who doesn't even love themselves or understand the love of God. Don't go out and try to evangelize because I just need another notch on my belt and they got saved and are not going to hell. No, why don't you actually go be a friend? You know? Sure. I just want to share something. I was back there. I started writing things down when Pastor Charlie was started talking about being a good soldier for the Lord. And there was a question uh, the Lord asked me back there. He said, are you willing to walk into the wind? You know, we have onslaughts of media and we have onslaughts of all this stuff that he was talking about. But are you willing as a soldier of the Lord to walk into the wind? And I was like, yeah, I understand that. I'm a sailor. I know what it's like to walk into the, <laughs> to sail into the wind. It's like you die. Your boat, you just die in the wind. But, and the Lord just put on my heart. He says, look in the Bible. What happens when you walk into the wind? The Ruach of God. This is what is available to us. I just want to encourage you that, yes, it might be scary to walk into the wind. It might be scary to... Stand up and to be all God has called you to be. But when we walk into the wind, in Genesis 1-2, we walk into the creative activity of God. Hmm. Creative activity happens when we walk into the wind. In Isaiah 40-13, there is active power. The active power of God is with us when we walk into his wind. The redemptive power of God is with us when we walk into his wind. And I want to read those two scriptures out of Ezekiel 11, verses 19 and 20. It says, Then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, and I will take away the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my judgments and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And I think that is what God is asking us to do. Mm -hmm. He is asking us to walk into the Ruach wind of God so we can be this army with hearts of flesh and not hearts of stone, hearts that are after what he wants for ourselves, our families, and our country. And don't be afraid to walk into the wind. I know that Sometimes there's a lot of debris in the wind. <laughs> and there's always one thing I always say, and excuse me for using this word, but, you know, when the shit is flying at you, you have to stand. You have to stand. This is how he you has created us. He has created us to stand when those things happen and to be the light that we need to be, to be all that we've called been called to be. So don't be afraid of the wind. I just think so differently. She just called herself a sailor. Now she's cussing like one. <laughs> but she makes me feel better about myself. Listen, 
time to engage. One of the things the Lord taught me a long time ago, learning to do war with honor. There's a way to do war with honor. <clears throat> and it's, it's not disrespectful. It's not out of anger. I do some Facebook stuff. I do um, ribeye steaks that thick, that big, 50-day dry aged. I'm pretty good at it. I'm kind of, that's my new hobby. You haven't seen very little in a long time and definitely a lot less from a long time ago political stuff on my Facebook. I don't believe that helps my ability to be a leader across belief systems. I'm going to try not to be political, but when I see legislature that says we can kill an eight-pound baby minutes before it's born, I have something to say. If I don't, that blood's going to be on my hands. When we see the sex trafficking become the underbelly of political groups, it is the new mafia. It is the new business of corruption. I have to say something. But I'm going to tell you. And I'm going, to, I'm going to start holding myself accountable and other people. If you haven't spent twice the time in prayer that you do on Facebook, shut up. Now, God told me that, so I'm going to tell you that. Because I believe that you, your, your attitude and the, the edge of, that sometimes we have because we think we're right. We haven't made it righteousness. We haven't made it God's view because we've got it laced with, I want to get my opinion out instead of actually healing the situation. Cause you haven't spent enough time in your prayer closet to pull down the demonic force behind it or to at least see the demonic. And what we're doing is we're hurting people instead of the demonic. And so I'm, I'm, I'm engaging. I'm engaging. At the same time, at a local level of the heart, I'm looking for people that need to get born again, that need to be filled with the Spirit, that need deliverance, that need healing, and just need love. That keeps me in shape as a good soldier. But we're in all-out war, whether you know it or not. Jesus has two personalities. He's the lamb and the lion. And we need to present the lamb to those who need the lamb, and we need to present the lion to those who think that they are one. Does that make sense? You will, I, I believe we will see uh, the army come together because once you're in that kind of combat 
you will figure out who's with you and who's not. Whose gifting and skill set you need because you didn't see it before until you noticed you had a need. Listen, if it breaks out, my wife said something to, you know, how much ammunition do you have? And I'm like, yeah, I got enough to fill two clips, five clips. You know, I can, I, I can shoot my way out of a paper bag. But if it gets bad, I'm going to his house. <laughs> I'm going to his house. Why? That dude's prepared. Yeah, I, I, I'll work. I'll work for. I'll work for bullets. <laughs> I'll work for ammunition. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, some of us have not prepared for this. Some of us uh, have not prepared to work. You don't even have calluses on your knees or your hands. We haven't done the prayer time. We haven't done the preparation time, and we think we're going to win the war because Jesus loves us. No, He put us in charge. He told us to co-rule with him. He's not going to come down here and do what he's told us to do, and he's equipped us to do. Just because I'm kind to you, don't think I agree with you. That's a good word right there. The remnant has to step up and be the remnant. Let's go work. My, my intent has always been to please the Lord. Sometimes it's the approach that I take. I know God's never threatened to kill you all, but he's threatened me. <laughs> this is our relationship. You know, so sometimes it's like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Because he's learning, he's working something out of me so he can put something in me that has enough maturity to be used to help other people. And I think that's for all of us. And so... You know, when, when he said to me, my greatest sin is I now have authority from heaven that when I bless, whatever's been cursed is canceled. So my greatest sin now is I'm silent. I'm like, for 20 years you tried to get me to shut up. And now he want me to speak. Yeah, you've graduated. Go get a job and bless people. I mean, and does that make sense? Well, some of us have graduated and you don't know it. That's why you're not learning because you're still sitting in a class you already know, but you're not doing anything with it. Well, that's good. What have you done with the last revelations that you've been given? Has it changed you? Has it changed people around you? Have you given it away? And some of you, some of us, I like saying you because I feel better about myself, but it's us. What we've tolerated has dominated in our lives. We've tolerated bad marriages. We've tolerated bad relationships. We've tolerated, and we haven't been willing to stay, stand up and go, here's a line in the sand. 
cross it again, you're dead. This, and and it's, it's not an, un, you know, an ungodly stand. This is bad behavior. This is not healthy for the relationship. This is not healthy for the home. You're done. And, and now, now you've waited so long, it's become acceptable. All right, I don't know how to close. Rodney, close this thing. I feel better about myself when I'm going on vacation. Don't call me. <laughs> Unless you need to. There's only a few people in here who understand this. Reveille. I repeat, Reveille. Thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages, read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on the social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.